All right, Ramblers, let's get rambling. Um, so we are back with another episode of At The Movies, uh, where, of course, as usual, we are here to talk about going to the movies, um, what we think that that movie-going experience means to us, and as an exhibitor, what it means to bring that experience to an audience. Uh, today, super light crew. I know I said that last episode, um, and we had a couple surprise guests. But today, it looks like it's just Melissa and I. No one else wants to talk to us. Nobody likes doing, us, Scott. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, nothing to complain about. You know, it's a holiday week, so it's, it's tough. True. Everyone's I running mean, around, you know, trying to get things done for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's what I'm wrapping. Get, I don't know. I don't know what people are doing. I'm not doing anything. Are you doing anything? Not at the moment. I mean, I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I guess there is a little bit of news we can discuss. Um, Something big did happen this week. Yeah, so it looks like there was a little bit of a victory for the movie theater industry. Um, so the uh, Congress finally looks like they passed the bill to include movie theaters into the Save Our Stages Act. I'm going to bring up the article here so we can get some some deets. I know the package is, allocates $15 billion for theaters and other cultural institutions. I'm not exactly sure the breakdown. Right, so what it says here... Um, I'll just read it out loud. I'm going to probably botch this like Jordan Catalano or something. Okay. <laughs> um, Congress announced Sunday that it has finally reached a deal to pass the long overdue $900 billion stimulus bill to send aid to American citizens and businesses leveled by the pandemic, including the Save Our Stages Act to provide around $15 billion in relief to independent music venues, movie theaters, and similar cultural institutions that have been almost entirely shuttered since March. Uh, the bill's final text, which was released Monday afternoon, allows the above businesses and institutions to apply for grants from the Small Business Administration to cover six months of payroll and costs including rent, utilities, and maintenance. Uh, applicants must have had uh, at least 25% of their annual revenue, have lost at least 25% of their annual revenue to qualify, and those who have lost more than 90% will be able to apply within the first two weeks after the bill is signed into law. Um, grants will be capped at 10 million and publicly traded companies and other large businesses are not eligible. So I'm guessing most theaters are, are going to be in that, in that category. I don't think anyone's made, you know, what those percentages were at all, if they've been so. closed. Yeah, I don't think so. Plus with the lack of content. So that's definitely great big news for this year. And we have also some other industry news. That's my what? husband singing in the background. What's he singing? I miss I his voice. I don't know. Yeah. Is, mm -hmm. is he singing Iron Maiden again? I'm not sure. Okay. We're on a podcast. What are you singing? What are you singing? <laughs> he says, you have to tell me if you're on a podcast. Yeah. Well, now he's on American now, Idol. Yep. Now you're on. Now he's on the podcast. America's um, Got Talent. I mean, the other big news is a lot of people are talking about Tom Cruise earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Tom so, Cruise made the news yet again. Um, apparently, he uh, yelled at some people on the set of Mission Impossible 7 who were not actively social distancing. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want to get too far into it. And we're not going to play the audio because we're sure all of you have already heard it. But that definitely was some top movie news this week. And you know, he did bring up some, you know, emotional and valid points about the industry and how the industry is suffering. And, you know, people are 
really hurting from, from the virus. So definitely an interesting week with that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I applaud him. Um, I know some people were probably thinking he is losing it or, you know, maybe he shouldn't have taken the extremities that he did. But again, like it's, it's way better than what happened to Christian Bale. It's way better than what happened to Russell Crowe. It's way better than happened to what Mel Gibson did, like way better. So if, yeah, if we're going to have a celebrity that's going to yell at somebody, yell at him for the right reasons, please. And I think Tom Cruise did that. So yeah, again, I was saying to Scott earlier today that I thought he could have handled it a little bit differently and a little bit more of a, you know, in a more mature way without swearing, but I'm sure he just has a lot of frustration because, you know, they are really trying to get that film done and hold it together for all the people that are working in the industry. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a probably it's hard to imagine uh, the pressure that's on his shoulders personally. Because again, like it's his production company, it's his film. Like he knows that um, he does provide, you know, work and and uh, a way of life for these people. And yeah, he's trying to protect it as much as he can. And some people can uh, maybe protect a little too close or react in a way that may seem unprofessional to some people. But like, I have to constantly censor myself on this podcast because I'm one of those people who will swear at everything. Um, yeah, not, 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 not out of anger. Um, I mean, he was out of anger, but I think yes. he's, he's got a little bit of justification here. Um, yeah. So those are the big things that are going on in the week. Yeah. Are you going to see any movies? So uh, Scott and I are both in Michigan and theaters were just allowed to reopen here, but without concessions. So I do kind of want to dig into that a little bit, but do you plan on going to see anything? Um, you know, I'm probably still going to wait it out. Uh, you know, if there was one thing that would have brought me back out into the theaters when they were open here briefly in Michigan, it was Tenant. But even that wasn't enough for me to, to go back, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I think I'm still waiting for the right content, the right circumstances. Like I want to be back into a theater seat, you know, as yeah. soon as possible, but it can't be in vain. It can't be just because I miss the experience so badly that I'm going to watch a movie that I probably wouldn't enjoy as much or, um, you know, do things too soon before, you know, things feel 100% safe again. So I think I'll probably still wait it out. Um, Maybe uh, a private rental, maybe something like that, um, where you have a little more control of your circumstances would be okay. Um, But yeah, like I'm still waiting for some of that, you know, later content to come out. You know, yeah. some of the stuff is coming out in summer. Yeah, no, I totally understand. And, you know, I, th- I think it is safe, but I agree the content has to be strong. And without concessions, I've really just, you know, not being in the theater, I'm really curious as to, you know, if that makes sense for the operators. I just, I'm not sure that it's financially viable, but I think they have to test it out and see what, what they can do and what attendance is like. And, you know, Christmas is usually the biggest movie going time of the year. So I think, you know, operators that are allowed to be open are trying to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it may not be, you know, it may not make the most fiscal sense for some people to open if they can't um, have that lifeline of selling concessions. Cause that's where theaters make most of their money. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I can understand why some theaters might be hesitant, but at this point, like with going from, you know, almost zero business, you know, yeah. for the better part of nine months, uh, I would think that some places will want to take it where they can get it. But again, um, it all depends on the exhibitor, their situation, um, and whether or not they feel comfortable opening up without being able to provide that whole entire theater experience with concessions and all. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm feeling, yeah, it's hard <clears throat> to say. I'm feeling confident that things are, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The vaccine's widely being distributed now. So I think we will be back in movie chairs very soon, I hope. So, are so. you are you watching anything good at home? Um, I mean, when I'm not working uh, on things, I've been, uh, you know, I pick at some TV now and then. Like, for the most part, um, when I watch movies at home now, it's usually out of a certain level of comfort. Um, it's not to experience anything new necessarily. It's um, a certain movie will put me into a certain mood and I just want to feel that mood whether I'm watching it or not because I could be working in the background or what have you um so yeah I've been putting things on that uh you know maybe just give me a little bit of auditory uh comfort mm -hmm. um sort of like a you know a rain track that some people will fall asleep to yes I'll, I'll have I'll have Crimson Tide on in the background because I love that movie um or what else have I been watching recently I went on a little bit of a, a David Fincher kick um, I rewatched the first two seasons of Mindhunter and now that Mindhunter is uh, reportedly not coming back I wanted more Mindhunter-esque you know material so mm -hmm. I was rewatching uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl you know going down uh, Fincher's latest but again I haven't watched Mank yet because I want ultimately I wanted to see that in the theater but it's going to be on Netflix so I'll get to that one eventually or but you could rent an auditorium and watch it I could um but yeah that's one of those I don't know why I'm so hesitant to watch new things at home right now like part of me is almost um you know trying to savor that moment of like okay well I'm gonna save this um this experience for when it's right that's why I haven't watched Tenet yet you know I could go buy it on on Apple TV right now yeah, but I haven't yet because I still want it in a theater. Yeah, so I'm trying to pick and choose what I will hold off on seeing. Until I'm I thinking see Tenant may still be holding too. I mean, the releases for the rest of this month, and it's you know end of December right now, but in the beginning of January, I mean, there are some, but I I don't know. I think people could bring Tenant back. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. And then maybe you'll get your opportunity to watch it in a theater. So the only new film that I've seen is I was invited to a screening from STX. So I, I watch Greenland. Um, I love a good disaster movie. So, you know, it was nice to have a new new piece of content. Um, good old Gerard and, Butler. He, he's done okay. another one of these, wasn't Wasn't he in Geostorm too? I, I think he was. And I, I did, re I watched that during quarantine. So you know, I love a good, uh, good disaster movie. So yeah, it was, it was interesting and uh, definitely a, a disaster film. Yeah. So the things that I have been watching that I, I, I feel like I need to correct myself now because there have been a few things new that I've watched, but um, they're not anything cinematic. Like 
I also feel um, I digest things like documentaries better at home for some reason. Um, but I did watch one recently called Tread. It was about, um, did you hear, it was like, what was it? In 2004, I believe, um, some guy in Colorado um, basically fortified a bulldozer with quarter inch steel panels all around the cab and then went and wreaked havoc in his hometown and started tearing buildings down. Um, I did not hear about this. You didn't hear about this? Yeah. So it's a, it's a real event. Like it's been, you know, documented, but uh, the documentary was really good. Um, It basically talked about like this guy's, uh, I don't want to say descent into madness because it, the, you don't really get to hear his perspective. They do have an audio tape that he recorded of himself before he went on this tirade. And then eventually um, once his uh, damage spree came to an end, he committed suicide before the police got to him. So the only real side of the story you have from him is from this recording that he, he taped, but uh, really, really interesting uh, documentary about, about that incident. Wow. That seems, it was in what, 2004, you said? How can I, I not so. remember that? Well, well, let me, let me look this up. Let me check my, my facts here. Let me, I've been doing, I've been doing a little while you look, I've been doing a little binging, um, with the crown. I didn't think it was something that I would get into, but it's actually very well done. Very good. I, I know it's, you know, it's not historically like factually accurate, but, um, there's some pieces in there and it's been very good. I feel like I've learned a lot too, of just like behind the scenes and it's the acting is very, very, very good. So I've been enjoying it. Yeah. Been enjoying it. That's yeah, for not, sure. not really much else. I've really been watching nothing, nothing really all that new coming out. Just been trying to keep ourselves busy. Um, you know, like Brandon said, there are things that we're waiting to announce, but we can't yet. Um, I know. Yes. So we've been tuned. very busy working on a project that we will announce very soon. Um, excited about that. And yeah. And I think I, I snuck in like Braveheart, like a little bit of Braveheart last week, I think. And then some of Elf too, but yeah, not much else. Yeah. Not much else here either. Um, yeah. Lots of TV, lots of things that I can just mindlessly watch while something else is going on. Yeah. I've had a few Hallmark movies in there. Gotta, gotta get them in. I know, I know. Wanna yeah, get them those, those socks. Those are never really my cup of tea. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. So yeah, I was trying to get some more information about the actual event and I just keep on pulling up stuff about uh, the documentary. It doesn't really give you too much um, about the incident, but the, the guy that... Uh, like perpetrated the incident was this guy named uh, Marvin Hemeyer. Um, yeah. And he had all these conspiratorial things that like he thought the town was against him and they were trying to shut down his business. And there was like this feud between him and another family. And it just got to him to the point where like, he was one of those people that put his foot down and was like, I'm not going to let people push me around. And he fortified a bulldozer and, started tearing down buildings in his town. Um, Terrifying footage when you actually see the real stuff of like how they were trying to get into this cab. But the guy like really fortified it, like quarter inch, like two quarter inch steel panels around 
the entire perimeter of the cab and then he poured concrete down into all of it so like the thing was bulletproof he had like five cameras set up on the outside with all monitors set up on the inside so he could see what he was doing and where he was going wow. um yeah and then he also had uh yeah basically set up um like rifles on the inside where he could defend himself if necessary so the guy was you know a whack yes. job wow i don't know yeah good documentary though yeah mm -hmm. i might be too sensitive for that one i like happy happy stories happy documentaries that's for sure who doesn't yeah well that's i mean we don't have much to talk about this week you guys it's pretty light we were expecting more people here today but yeah it's just but that's okay today. That's okay. I'm enjoying our conversation and Likewise. we thank you all. I mean, this is our last episode of the year. It is. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so really thank you all for listening and supporting us so far. And next year's going to be even better. And we're going to have a podcast, what, once a week? Yeah, that's, that's our that's our plan. Um, yeah. Now that we actually have a little bit more stuff taken off of our plate, we should be able to produce this consistently. You should be able to tune in once a week and get new content from your friends at, at the movies and if you have feedback or suggestions or things you want to talk about or people you want to see on the show please let us know you know mm -hmm. you can or email. if yes. you want to be on the show yes please let us know we'd love to have you you can email me or scott it's either scott or melissa at filmfrogmarketing.com easy simple. very easy um well, we're wishing you all the best holiday season that you can have in 2020 and much brighter 2021. Yeah, let's hope for it. Um, yeah, so before we sign off for uh, our last podcast of the year, um, anything else you've been waiting to see for 2021? Like, are you still, is Top Gun still your number I'm one? So I'm still holding for Top Gun and I have a t-shirt because I had received it like right like before quarantine started because we were getting excited to start marketing it for this year. So mm -hmm. I'm, I've got my t-shirt. I'm ready to go. No, I, I'm still holding for Top Gun, but I'm actually really, really excited for 21. It looks extremely strong. 2022 looks insanely strong. So, you know, I'm very confident in the movie going just experience. I, I think it will be fine. It's going to survive all these like doom and gloom headlines are just headlines. And this experience is not going anywhere. And I'm, and I'm so excited to go back. I can't wait. I will never take it for granted again. I am going to be there every week. Yeah, I probably will be the same. Yeah. So one thing I'm Great. still looking forward to, one thing that kind of reinvigorated my yeah, what are you excitement looking forward to? for 2021. Um, so Adam Savage from the old Mythbusters show now has his own YouTube channel mm -hmm. called Tested, where he builds things. He's a, he's a, uh, since he got his start in uh, movie special effects and things, he worked for Industrial Light and Magic. Um, and, uh, he has this obsession with built like rebuilding prop replicas, you know, on his own, you know, machines and stuff like that. So he's always constantly trying to find the most perfect version of the Blade Runner pistol or um, of, you know, whatever movie memorabilia he's into. But he's also a huge Ghostbusters fan. And apparently he's also um, friends with Jason Reitman, the director of the new Ghostbusters movie, who is also the son mm -hmm. of the original director. Um, so apparently he's been kind of teasing to the fact that like 
he's had some involvement with the production of the new Ghostbusters. Um, he can't officially say anything, but that's been kind of getting me super excited about it, that there may be some little uh, Easter eggs for, you know, geeks like me who really get into like the nitty gritty of, uh, you know, our favorite movie universes. Super cool. That will be very fun. Yeah, I, there's a lot of content that I'm excited about, but yeah, I still think Top Gun's my number one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. Well, I think this is probably going to be a pretty short episode today. Um, that's all right. That's okay. It is the season, you know, tis the season. Everybody's really busy. So I think it's fine. And we're just grateful for all of you for listening to us just talk. Yeah, banter on, bantering and bantering <laughs> on. So all right. yeah. Happy 2021, everyone. Thank you so much for your support and listening to us. Scott, happy 2021 to you as well. Likewise. And uh, we will talk to you guys next year. Yeah.